You're listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast, a show all about holistic lifestyle, nutrition, and plant-based veganism for a mind-body-spirit approach to living healthfully and happily for ourselves and our planet. Welcome to the show, my lovely friend. I am your host, Rebecca Henson. I am so happy that you're joining me today. Before we get started on this episode, I just want to say that I am finally getting my plant-based gut guide up and running and out there in the world soon. I have started back on it. I kind of put it on the back burner last year, but I'm coming back to that and I'm going to finish it very, very soon. So if you have not already done so, as always, please sign up for my newsletter. I am going to post that when it comes out, all the details. I'm certainly going to try to be better about newsletters in general. They seem to be the bane of my existence, but it is a new year and therefore we can have new goals and that is one of them. And my plant-based gut guide is a goal that I want to achieve this year and very, very soon. So again, thank you for your support and be on the lookout for that. And now on to today's episode. I am very excited to share this chat with my friend Lauren Burke, who is here in Wilmington with me. And we got to sit down and chat, which y'all know that is my favorite thing ever is to talk in person rather than in Zoom. I love that too, but in person is always superior. Am I right? So Lauren Burke is the founder and coach of Powerhouse Happy. She helps clients shed what's holding them back and find their new truth and self. She's also a yoga teacher and volleyball coach and is passionate about helping people find their passion, purpose, and live the happiest, healthiest life that they can. So we sat down and chat about all things building community and connection It was a very casual chit chat back and forth. We get into uh, human connection, how we can build community, being vulnerable, the four agreements, people pleasing. We also talk about high control groups and cults, cognitive dissonance, aligning our values, veganism, non-judgment, sober life, all the things. So without further ado, here is my chat with the incredible Lauren Burke. Hello, Lauren. Welcome. Hi. Welcome to the show and welcome to my house. No, it's so cute here. Thanks. <laughs> it's been a labor of love. I, um, as I was saying earlier, I mean, it it has come a long way. It did not look like this before, but um, you know, your your house is like your, I don't know, your temple, your your fort. You're like, yeah, yeah. So your your port in the storm. A port in the storm. Is that, it? Is that the same? I don't know. I like it. I've never heard it. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> like literally here in Wilmington too. So. I know, true. Port City. So, yeah. so yeah. I'm so uh, I'm so excited that we met um, at the yoga studio. Mm-hmm. Everything just kind of aligned. Perfect. I know. I was a little creep and stalked you through your husband for a little bit. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I just when uh, what was that last week? Oh my god, I'm so confused on what today is. It's Monday. Um, yeah, we went to the to the movie premiere. Yeah, yeah, and you were talking about that. That was fun. Yeah, that was a fun so, day. That was yeah. 
talk, I mean, talk about Wilmington. I love Wilmington. Yeah. Like weird stuff like the Kugelars is why. Kugelars. I know. And then it was funny. Actually, the next day we were in, or we went to sea level for lunch or for dinner and they had a Kugelars, you know, a little like pamphlet or what. It was like all the different uh artists I guess yeah. or films and stuff like that so yeah. I didn't I had not even heard of that yeah it's huge yeah every year yeah how many films did they have I have no idea that was honestly the a first Kugelors film I'd ever seen mm-hmm. um I only knew about it from working at Front Street Brewery because we got a lot of people in oh, from it yeah yeah huh. yeah That's kind of wild yeah the movie industry here is 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 awesome I mean it's huge yeah yeah and it's picking back up thank gosh because you've yeah. been here a long time, so were you here when it was not allowed or, or you know, when... Yeah, so we got here in 2017. So what happened is, like, the governor, the mayor, one of them, I don't know, stopped all the tax breaks for filming here. That was what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was something like that. Mm-hmm. And so people stopped filming here because there was no incentive to do it. Um, and then I don't know what happened. Which is such a weird then. thing, too, because it's like, okay, well, other states aren't doing that, so they're just going to go to other states. And I, I kind of can see both sides because it kind of is annoying <laughs> in some way. Like, how many, I don't know what how many tax breaks they get. Mm-hmm. And if it's like, is it the same amount as, like, other businesses would get tax breaks? Because otherwise that's not fair just because you're a movie, you know? Yeah. I don't know how that works. But you still want to have some some of them come. Yeah. I mean, some, yeah, I don't know. And there's a lot of jobs. So, like, yeah. I had to go on set for a song for Imogene. I'd never been on a movie set before it was really cool there were so many people there so many and I was I was shocked and also very curious because so I sat in Video Village which I'd never heard of but it's just where Video it, Village. where it plays back when they're filming so they oh, were filming fun. in another room and then there's videos that you can watch of what they're filming and so I sat next to um this uh, college guy he was hired as the script director and I was like what are you doing and he had an excel sheet up and every take he would make all these notes and then like if Erica Arley was the director and if she said like mark that one it meant like she really liked that take so when she went back to go look at it so I was like what the heck is a script director or yes yeah yeah and just so many people I talked I sent an email afterward thanking them for having Honeyhead Films for having me and I was like I come from a sports background Mm-hmm. It was really cool to see how teamwork plays out there. Like, you know, it was so similar totally. to sports. It was yeah. so similar to a volleyball game. Right. That it was really neat to see it from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And if the team doesn't mesh well, then everything kind of falls apart. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It was, it was really, they did really cool things. Like when they had to reset, they would call for a mindful moment and they would do like a 60 second break. And I was like, do they do that on all sets? And they were like, probably not. (laughs) They definitely don't call it that either. (laughs) A mindful moment. So (sighs) it was was really neat. It was really neat. And talk about like creating culture. Yes. So yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. And that community, which I think we're going to touch on that is just in community in general, but but yeah, like the film community and the yoga community. There's yeah. all these different, you know, little niches or whatever. And like, you don't even have to, I feel like I don't, I'm kind of like a little bit in a lot of them. You yeah. know what I mean? Which I guess is a good thing and a bad thing. I don't know. But like cultivating community is so important. And even more, I think people are recognizing its importance even more basically mm-hmm. after COVID because mm-hmm. people were, you know, stuck in their houses all alone and then realizing, oh, I really don't like to be alone this much. I need to see other humans, yeah. you know. And as somebody who works from home all the time, me, I'm 
I literally am alone like a lot of the day mm-hmm. and trying to form those relationships in that community and you know is challenging um I mean yeah yeah so I, I don't I don't think you ever came to one, but I started this thing called the High Vibe Collective. I know. I want it. I, well, now. Now I, it's paused indefinitely. Doing, yeah, no. yeah. And I'm like, dang it, because now I want you to start it back up. Because <laughs> Well, with Thrive and Shine, I'll probably do monthly Wilmington yeah. meetups while I'm here. But um, so I actually started that because for a couple different reasons, mostly because I knew there was like Wilmington is such a cool community. There was I knew there were so many people. I knew some of them in this town who were up to cool stuff like and were um, awesome people. Um, and I wanted to be friends with them and I didn't know how to <laughs> find them. And That's so I was a great like, way to do it. If, if you make it, they will come. Oh my <laughs> so God. I mean, honestly, I started that cause I wanted to meet people and it worked and I believe it worked for other people cause they told yeah. me that. And it, it was time for it to come to an end, which, you know, it, it, ran it didn't come to an thing, end. It transformed just, into something yeah. else. Right? right. And that's something I'm building right now. That's still community, um, but yeah, there was a, it, it felt so good. People came, I think, because it it felt good to be with other people. And most yeah. of the, a lot of the people there were entrepreneurs or people who were like in charge of a business, right? So it wasn't just like networking. It was like showing up as a full human mm. and like you'd probably learn some tools and hear somebody else's story and do a craft, which is something I deeply believe in. Glitter jars were my favorite. Um, glitter jars. We did glitter jars our fir- the first one. I don't even know what it is when it sounds fun. You just pour glitter in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> With water that and glue really and then you can shake it. It's really pretty. Yeah, but it was it was amazing and a really, a really cool lesson, a reminder too, like – because I work at home, too, by myself. It's yeah. me and my dogs. Yeah. Um, and we saw my cat. They're yeah. Not much, they're not much company. <laughs> they're asleep most of the day. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, so it is. It's human connection. Is, yeah. I mean, magic. I mean, not even just for mental well-being, but there's a lot of things showing physical well-being, too. It's a requirement. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's like the past 50 years or something, you know, that the the community centered area, you know, it's just kind of like gone downhill, Mm -hmm. you know, with the internet and TV and people were sitting in front of their TVs for hours. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, before they were, they had to, to make more of an effort Mm -hmm. to be entertained. And it usually was being entertained with other people, you know, and now, but, but like I said, I think that hopefully that pendulum is kind of swinging, but at the same time, it is also, I think people are at a loss often like of how to do that. Like mm-hmm. how do you build that community? How do you reach? And especially with people like working from home by themselves, like even if you don't have your own business, you work remotely. Mm-hmm. And then it's like people are finding it hard to, to not just like meet friends, but even to meet a significant other. Like how do you, when yeah. you're over a certain age, if you're not into certain groups or if you don't do yoga, you know, have that yoga community or have like some type of activity that you do, mm-hmm. you know, what the heck do you do? I don't know. Okay, I'm going to quote Brene Brown. Do it. I, I brought oh, I love no- her. I brought notes, my friends. Okay. Um, so Brene Brown, and this, I, may, I thought of this too when you said, and with the High Vibe Collective, like it took being, it takes being vulnerable to create connections. One of the things I said all the time at the High Vibe Collective was like, get somebody's phone number, ask them on a date. Hmm. 
Like, don't just follow them on Instagram and DM them. Which yeah, yeah. We did that for a little bit. Which well, we, we but then that. we, we, then we went on a coffee date. To be fair, I did that before I had ever even met you in person. We did that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just like, Derek, I think your wife and I should be friends. And I'm creepy and I'll stalk people. I'm fine <laughs> with it. Um, but it does. It takes a, a lot of vulnerability to create new connections. And even to deepen the connections you already have. Like, diving deep is our ego our inner wounded child mm-hmm. does not want us to be vulnerable because they think true. it's a tiger right and they're mm-hmm. trying to save us but um so Brene Brown says the opposite of belonging is fitting in <clears throat> it's a practice that requires us to be vulnerable get uncomfortable and learn how to be present with people without sacrificing who we are hmm. yeah wow which yeah that's it like yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know so it's like Okay, so I'm going to tell you this story. I was at Trader Joe's, and I had this, like, reusable bag, and I was putting my cart back, and this girl walked up, and she was, I was like, oh, do you want this cart? And she was like, yeah, totally. Girl, if you're listening, this is a missed connections. Remember those from Craigslist? And she just, her whole vibe, her whole energy, I was like, she was like, I like your bag. I was like, oh, my God, I love your leggings. So we, like, had a little, and then I was like, I walked away, and I was like, I should have. We should be fr- we should have been friends. We I should have, like, asked for her number and been yeah. like, I know this is weird, but, like, d- like, you seem cool. You want to... Yeah, your eat. energy is just, like, yeah. vibing with mine. And I didn't, and I keep thinking yeah. about that, but it's helpful for when I find that in other people to remember that that interaction at Trader Joe's that, like, I keep thinking about, like, I wish I'd, I wish yeah. I'd gotten that girl's number. It is, like, dating when you're I've had friends. that situation before, too. Yeah. And then, like, later, uh, yeah, it was the same. It was, like, we both complimented each other. It was, like, everything that she had on, like, I would have on, and it was, like, the energy. It was, like, everything... And it's like you don't have to dress like the same person, but you know right. it was just at that moment. And then I, it didn't, I don't, I didn't think about it. Late. I mean, I just thought more of, of like, ah, oh, man, I bet she and I would be friends, you know, or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Well, now I, it. Ju- I just started ca- carrying business cards around. Yeah. Because then I could just be like, you seem cool as hell. You want to yeah. go? On a, if you ever want to go on a coffee date sometime, here's my card. I love that. Think about like, okay, I never asked a guy on a first date. And I always yeah. think about this all the time, how, like, people make the first move. I know. How scary for them. It's the same thing with friendship. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, it's just mustering up the courage to Well, maybe the female, I think that maybe, I mean, this is just my perspective, is because of that. Like, I've never had, I've never asked a guy on a date, yeah. like, ever in my entire life. But, like, how scary for them. Like, mm-hmm. they have to put themselves out there and be more vulnerable for rejection. But, like, as a female, like, I haven't had to do that. So mm-hmm. it's even maybe more scary for me, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, okay, so one of my dearest friends here, I gave her my number. <laughs> she was – her and her mom came and sat at a table. I was serving at Front Street. And, like, same thing. Like, we were just, like – I was, like, this girl is meant to be my friend. And I went up to my manager. I was like, there's this girl. And I told him the table. And I was like, I think we should be friends. Is it weird if I give her my number? And he was like, let me go talk to her. So he like went over to clear the table and came back and was like, oh, you guys are meant to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> and so I gave her my number. And we've been friends, like oh, good friends oh ever since. I just That's was at awesome. dinner with her on Friday. Wow. And like we have a, a deep friendship. Like we talk about everything. Yeah. And it was just because I got that sense. And I was like, um, and I felt and so you went for I it. had butterflies. Like, I was like, oh, oh my God, this is so weird. I do it. And I'm so glad I did. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're you're more outgoing for that than I feel like I am. I would be like a little scaredy mouse or something. I don't I know. I was a little scaredy mouse. <laughs> you're like, I was terrified. <laughs> but I just like, 
through the you guest check at her. I was like, my number's in there. And then I was like, is she going to think I'm asking her on a date? I'm fully partnered. But she didn't, yeah. you know. And even if she did, whatever. It was yeah. fun. And then, yeah. And then on our first, cause it was like a date. It was our first date. Like, we were texting. And I was showing my husband. I was like, should I reply now? Or like, I said, should I reply or again? Should I wait a little Yeah. yeah. It's, God, it's these freaking games. Of yeah. Like, you don't want to seem too eager because then is that going to scare her off? And she's going to be like, ah, oh, she's a psycho and she needs friends really bad or something, you know? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it all worked out. I was yeah. like, I'm just going to be myself. Yeah. I broke it to her on our first date that I'm vegan and that I don't drink. And, and it she's was, like, she was I like, I still want to be your friend. She was so. like, You're, you seem fun anyway. And I was like, I am. Anyway. <laughs> and I was like, and I, like, I'll go out. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Till 10 p.m. I know. <laughs> I know. If you're lucky. <laughs> no, I'm already yawning after at like nine. And I'm like, my pajamas sound real good. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, the tables so, have turned. But yeah, it have. just takes being vulnerable and like doing the thing when you feel called to do it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the scariest part of anything, obviously, is the vulnerability. I mean, that goes with, like, starting a business or doing mm-hmm. something new or a new sport or a new activity or anything, you mm-hmm. know? It's that scary. Yeah, your, like, inner child comes out and it's, like, fear of rejection, mm-hmm. fear of failing, all these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Some people have it worse than others, and I don't know if that's from some type of trauma that happened when they were a kid, you know? They, you know, painted a painting and somebody told them that it looked stupid, and then ever since then they, like, don't want to try something new, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, we've all got them, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. Some are bigger than others, and it's like doing the work to move past it. Mm-hmm. I just hold my breath, count to three, and then do the thing, say the thing. Hmm. I feel like Michael Scott sometimes. He's, <laughs> oh he's like, God. sometimes I start a sentence, and I just don't know where it's going to go. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> like, God, I love that. No, show. I feel that sometimes. Yeah. But it's okay, you know? Yeah. Well, and then sometimes I say stuff, and then I'm later, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have said it. What if they interpret it this way? I mean, you know, you're like... Yeah. A little crazy mind goes off of all the different scenarios. And yeah. Well, maybe they th- they interpreted it this way and they're going to think I'm like this type of person, but I'm not that type of person. I'm this type of person. And, you know. Yeah. But Have you ever read The Four Agreements? Mm-mm. <gasps> Rebecca. Should I read that? You will love that book. Ooh. So The Four Agreements really help me with things like that. So The Four Agreements are don't take anything personally. Mm-hmm. Don't make assumptions. Be impeccable with your word. And always do your best. Mm, I love that. The don't take it personally and don't make assumptions was brand new to me. Yeah. <laughs> I took everything personally and I <laughs> thought I knew every, you know, yeah. like, um, but it was really helpful in that. I could just like drop it. Like mm-hmm. I could just put a period at the end of a sentence and be like, okay, that happened. And then move on. Yeah. My other people's stuff isn't my stuff. Totally. That's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's not. I feel like I'm better at it, but I still struggle with that one, you know? Yeah, it's not easy. It's not like I'm yeah. like, never worry about it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's a practice. Mm-hmm. Well, and like, it's it's also a practice of being, um, you know, a lot of a lot of females are people pleasers and trying to get over that. And even if you get over it and you're not as extreme as you were, it's still kind of like in you to like, you know, I want to be yeah. liked or whatever. Yeah. You know? Do you want to? You want a hot take on that? Heck yeah. I say this to my clients and I'm always like, I do not mean this in a nefarious way. Mm. People pleasing is manipulation. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah. I never thought about it like that. S- yeah. So yeah. you're trying to like make somebody like you or approve of right. you. So you're, emo- it's, it, and it's not nefarious, right? Like it's not Obviously, like yeah, evil, you're not but like a mean it person. still is manipulation. Yeah. 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 Wild, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I still have to be in the practice of. I love positive affirmation. My inner wounded child is like, tell me how good I am. <laughs> I know. Tell me how much you love me. Tell me how wonderful I am. Yeah. yeah. And and 
I mean, it's man, it's manipulation on my part to try to get people. I'm trying to get something out of somebody, right? So mm. like, I'm trying to make that happen. Yeah, in all different kinds of ways. Yeah, yeah. And then when I was like, oh, I'm just trying to manipulate the situation. I'm like, okay, that lands a little differently. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, to use that word manipulate because that's a, not a good word. Yeah, it, doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't have a great connotation yeah, it doesn't, to it. And it's not good or bad, yeah. right? It's just a, another perspective of people pleasing. Yeah, right. So, yeah. yeah. A lot of the Instagram comes up with different, psych- you know, psychology stuff, and they'll talk about people pleasing. And some of it is very extreme. Like, and I know people in my life who are that extreme mm-hmm. of people pleasers, and I'm like, that is exhausting, mm-hmm. you know? It is exhausting on your part. Like, mm-hmm. and talk about manifesting disease and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, certainly that is a way mm-hmm. when you're that much of a people pleaser. Yeah. It, there's no space for much else if you're yeah. trying to manage other people's experience of you. Yeah. Or of a or situation. Their, or their experience in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, I think pretty recently my coach lovingly, sternly, semi-yelled at me. Like, it is not your job, nor can you manage somebody else's experience of the world. Mm. And she was like, do you see how heavy that is? You're trying to lift it. You can't. Stop. Put it down. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard for me with, like, mostly, like, veganism (laughs) and, like, Mm -hmm. animals. Because I just, I still, I just have such a hard time, like, wrapping my brain around it, like, of certain people, you know, people not recognizing what mm-hmm. we're doing to animals, you know, yeah. and I get totally that I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. It's not like I was not born a vegan and nowhere close to it, you know, but I did have blinders on and I don't know. I just, I do have a hard time with that, you know. What about it? Well, just like people not, like I said, like people not recognizing the pain that is inflicted on animals Mm -hmm. and then just brushing it off. But people like, you know, we said earlier, I mean, people are on their own journey Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just trying to remember that, you know? Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to like know something and not, and see other people not know it too. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because I don't think you or I are hanging out with anybody who would, willfully cause harm and pain upon no. another living being no. yeah Mm-mm. not for the most part i guess yeah I not. <laughs> yeah yeah it is hard yeah i have to step down off my soapbox right i mean i get on my soapbox pretty often and i like my soapbox to be quite honest <laughs> i have it in my back pocket ready to go it's like a transformer you know yeah, here, here i go i know I used to get on the soapbox more, I think, especially when I first learned, you know, when, when oh you first are learning anything new, you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, how does everybody else not know this? Everybody needs to know this, needs yeah. to know what's happening, needs to know what it does to your body, like the environment, all the things. Mm-hmm. And then you just kind of like reel it back in, you know? Yeah. Or get just exhausted. <laughs> like, yeah. Exhausted of like trying to convince people to like stop, you know. Yeah. It's like, what, like burnout. Well, well, what's the purpose? The purpose is to tell people information that cognitive dissonance is not made like digestible for them right now. Right. <laughs> P- yeah. not, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. But so if your purpose is to get information across, then, then what, like, how do you do, how, how will somebody be able to hear it? And it might not happen all at once. Oh yeah. You know? Well, and that's what I've learned over the years. So this is my eighth holiday going into that. And it's like so many people that I know after like, recently have started either 
going plant-based mm-hmm. and maybe not for the same like re- it, it might just be one reason it might just be for health or whatever mm-hmm. whatever whatever way it gets in there you know several people have that has happened lately and i'm like it was just a seed that was planted like they mm-hmm. see a, you know you you lead by example mm-hmm. and it was never me like preaching it to them or i mean one of them i never talked about it with them at all mm-hmm. um and it but it still happened so yeah. it's like you know that's always good to see yeah, I find when I'm on, when I'm on my soapbox, it definitely feels like judgment of others. Like mm. I'm judging others as wrong or bad, mm-hmm. or oftentimes <laughs> when people don't agree with me when I'm below the line, which is like a term I use in coaching. Below the line, it's from let your leadership. So there's the line of choice, and above the line is like love, right? Curiosity, right? Forgiveness, humor, Acceptance, whatever. It's, maybe, it's when know. you respond, and then below the line is reaction. And mm. one of my favorites is judgment. And whenever I'm judging people, if they don't agree with me, when I'm below the line, <laughs> which is a form of hell, I will say, it's like I, de- I judge people as stupid if they can't see it, right? So yeah. I'm like, you dumb, dumb. <laughs> like, okay, that's not what I think of these people. Like, clearly, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, but I've never had a seed planted into my head from a place of judgment. No. From somebody else's never. judgment of me. Yeah. Well, it's like, what, looking at, I mean... It, it translates in life as it does the same way mm-hmm. on the internet because you see that on the internet. These people arguing back and forth, it is never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like I never even, I don't give it a, se- a second. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to get on the internet on social media and be like, you were so stupid because of da, 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 da. you know, like it's not going to do anything. Yeah. You know, it's just going to cause an argument and then you're going to be attacked by like all these different people and it's going to make you feel terrible. And yeah. that's the same with, I guess, you know, real life too, not yeah. just the interwebs. It doesn't mean I don't get on my soapbox from time to time. Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to get there. <laughs> Definitely not on the internet. The internet is not this place to do it. No, 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 not the internet. No. Uh-uh. In real life, it, uh, real life would be easier to maybe convince someone. Also, it's about like um, like the way, you know, if you're presenting any information, some people are just really good at like the psychology of, you know, it's like debate, right? Some people are really good at debating and changing and debating and actually changing somebody's thought. Mm-hmm. I am not as well versed on that just because I haven't practiced it, you know? Yeah. It's like turning the question on like, or turning the conversation to into a question to make the other person like contemplate their, you know, their decisions. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so in, um, I listen to a lot of things about cults and I watch them. Cults? Oh, I love a cult. <laughs> oh I my God. It's shocking. I haven't been in a high control group at this point. <laughs> my honestly, honestly, I think I probably was in a previous life, but maybe that's why. Yeah. yeah I mean, cause it's like everybody's shocked in my life that I haven't lived on a compound yet. <laughs> I say yet. Uh, <laughs> there's plenty of time. I mean, you know. uh, there, I mean, I, there is, but there's, um, so all the cults I've listened about, everybody like deprogramming is like a thing, but they say the way that psychologists talk about it is like when you're in a high control group, which is different than a, a little bit different than a cult, high control group. What is that? What is that? It's a cult, group? but it's like, it's like the cult you're thinking of. So okay. everything's a cult. Like so veganism is a cult, right? Cult is the first four letters of culture. Mm. It, you know, there's like a negative connotation where it gets nefarious is when there's high control group, high control issues, which is yeah. where like the leader has different rules than you. You're oh, isolated. Like yeah. your time is taken by. Oh, and gosh. What's yeah. so interesting is now it's happening on the Internet. Like there's these high control groups that are strictly Internet based, which is wild. Anyway, what? like psychology. Our brain is crazy. Anyway, they talk about how curiosity like so when you're in a high control group things will not make sense they're not dumb it's not dumb people who end up in these things things will not make sense and they'll just put it on a shelf 
because of sunken costs, because of, mm. you know, connection to community, because of a lot of different things. And so they'll put it on the shelf like, okay, this totally doesn't make sense. I'm just going to put it on that shelf. And eventually the shelf breaks. Oh. And that's how people leave cults. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, but it's the same thing for like yeah. things like that. Like I believe people don't want to cause, we believe people don't want to cause harm to right. living beings, right? And like what cognitive dissonance does is it tells you it's not happening. So exactly. you just like put that feeling yeah. on a shelf. Well, it's also become a cult. Talk about cults. If veganism is a cult, there's also a cult of people who are anti-vegan. Oh, yes. And they're like so angry that mm-hmm. you, you know, you're trying mm-hmm. to tell me what to do. And I'm like, no, we're just trying to open your eyes yeah. <laughs> to what is happening. And then you can make a decision. And they're like, but I don't. Yeah, it's like cognitive. To, I don't want to even know about it. Yeah. Stick your head in the sand like ostrich effect, you know. I, do you know what I think about those people? How many people have you been like, oh, I'm vegan, and they like come at you? Oh my right gosh, away? a lot, a honestly. lot. <laughs> it happens. We both don't drink too. It happens with drinking too. Yeah, like people come at. They me. feel because they feel it. It triggers something in them because they mm-hmm. their subconscious I think knows that it's wrong, mm-hmm. and they know that it's bad, and then they feel like you're judging them when you're really just telling. They mm-hmm. you asked if I was vegan. I didn't order. I didn't order meat, and so then they automatically ask if I'm vegan, and mm-hmm. they're like, well, I'm gonna answer the question, but then yeah. they feel attacked, and I'm like, dude, I didn't say anything about it I didn't even like go I didn't even tell you you should be vegan or anything so think about this when you're out of alignment with your values and somebody pokes the thing that subconsciously you know you're out of alignment with by just by showing up as themselves being in alignment with it yeah what happens you get defensive yes like for anything right and it's like, okay, that makes total sense. That's not my shit. That's your shit. Yeah. Those are the people who probably will be vegan maybe one day. Maybe. <laughs> because I mean, if they are, if they do feel, because it does, it didn't align with who I was. Yeah. You know, by, and, but I didn't know that because right. I wasn't even aware of, you know, I was really, yeah, I was just in my own little, yeah, pro, my programmed world of, yeah, by the industry <laughs> telling yeah. me that they have great lives and yeah. they live in a pasture and they, this is what they're meant to do. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And like, there's no such thing as humane killing because I still mm. feel it, right? Like, yeah. We, but like, our eyes are open to that. And I think the reason that I came to be this way is because there was something rubbing up against my values mm. of what I inherently knew to be true. Mm-hmm. And then when I started getting curious about it is when I, I mean, I didn't even know veganism was an option. Yeah. Right. When I went, I went pescatarian first and like, shock waves across my head. <laughs> so what tell me your story like what is like what was the catalyst for it was health related so I am an elder millennial so I've had body stuff my whole life and I finally decided to start loving my body at the ripe age of like I think I was like 27 and I was like okay my whole life the way I've what I've wanted for my body was to be skinny hmm. So now what do I want? Like, if skinny <laughs> isn't the goal, then, like, what is the goal? <laughs> so I had to think about that. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I want to live a long time. And I guess a lot of people die by cancer. Cancer is runs, like, in most families, cancer. Right. I told you this. I erroneously thought my grandma had breast cancer twice. She didn't. But at the time, I thought she had. And I knew she had colon cancer. So I Googled how not to get cancer. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Forks over knives came up. Stop it. And at the time, I like I just felt in my body. I was like, I know the second I watch this film, that's gonna be it for me. Like wow. I'm going to be vegan. So I waited three days and I ate like macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Jeez. There wasn't as good replacements back then. Um and even now they're still highly processed mostly, but still, yeah. you know. 
better than um and so I watched it and I was like okay I'm gonna go plant-based for 28 days if at the end of those 28 days I always said if I want a cheeseburger with bacon then I'm gonna eat it at the end of these 28 days and I think it was like week two I can now see it was like the the I don't know if you want to call it like a string of cognitive dissonance just like disintegrated wow. and I realized what I was actually doing like what it actually is mm. and then so I was just food plant-based and then I went vegan because your girl likes some shoes and I would buy leather shoes and handbags and then I was like I can't I wear know. any of this I like know. this is disturbing to I me know. and so that's and that was seven years ago I think yeah nice yeah yeah that's about the same as me yeah I say this is my eighth holiday because that's what I'm going into the eighth year I guess so I remember this was like it was probably yeah like the first you remember the first holiday or I remember the first holiday because I remember it was like this big thing you know like I was and we have a big Thanksgiving and like and I had to be around and I'm just like watching everybody eat all this food and thinking to myself my gosh like you have no idea what you're doing (laughs) like you know yeah, open your eyes. Now we're talking about wanting to be on a soapbox. I mean, I was really yeah. Like, well, you know, like going over to the turkey and being like, oh, you know how many of these are killed? <laughs> Do you know how they're killed? And like, you know, and then be like, like yeah, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. How'd you start? How'd you go? So, <clears throat> excuse me. Health reasons for sure, mm-hmm. but I should have been. I've. I should have been born vegan. Like I should. I've. I have loved animals so freaking much since the day I was born. Like I, like my family thought that I was going to be a veterinarian because at like four, because I just had this like, this, you know, magnetic, you know, pull to, uh, to like all, all creatures. Um, and so they would joke about like, oh, you better save up. She's going to go to vet school or whatever. Um, but that didn't happen. And I would never be, a, I could never be a vet. Oh gosh. I would cry every day. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I would never be able to do that. So, but I grew up in a small town and so like, I don't even think there was a vet, a vegetarian there. And if there was, I certainly didn't know about it. You know, like they didn't talk about it. And you know, it was a long time ago. I was born in the eighties. So I, you know, I was a nineties kid and that was just wasn't a thing. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, I had health issues and I had watched Cowspiracy like that was the first mm-hmm. documentary I ever saw, and and I didn't eat a lot of burgers anyways. I was never like a. Bur- I was always the person who like meat did gross me out, mm-hmm. and I had to eat the meat that made me didn't remind me that it had been an animal. Mm-hmm. So like deli cuts, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I did eat fish. Like salmon was my thing. Mm-hmm. Like I loved salmon, um, but it was really stuff that was like removed. I remember like. Uh, in, in college, everybody would want to go eat wings and have wings night. And I would just sit there. I was the only one, like, uh, of all my boyfriend and all his dude friends. Everybody's stuffing their face with little tiny arms. And I, <laughs> I know, and I'm just like, that is disgusting. Because there's, like, cartilage on it yeah. and, like, the bone. They're, like, sl- you know, like, sucking yeah. it off of it. I'm like, that is barbaric. Um, So it should have, like, triggered. I don't I, – but I didn't know anybody. Yeah. I knew no one that had that lifestyle. Now it's obviously, like – I don't know. Maybe it was just the crowd I was running with, you know. I don't know. But so, yeah, I had health issues. And then I had a friend who also had similar health problems to me. And she was plant-based. And I basically was, like, in the hospital. Like, I had, had like, a two-night stint in the hospital because of my issues. 
and I was like, I'm not eating any of this crap anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going plant based, and that was that. Um, I did eat sand. I did eat some fish at the like at the beginning, mm-hmm. like the first uh, like year or so. And anyways, and then I've seen every documentary, and then yeah. I went down every rabbit hole about it, you know, yep. and like, and then I've done I did different schools. Uh, I did E Cornell's plant based nutrition course, and never looking back. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would say it's one of the best decisions I've ever made in my entire life. Yeah, 100%. And it's not like a, well, maybe one day. It's like a never. 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 I Never. One of my friends asked me, she was like, well, do you like – do you still crave like whatever? Well, first of all, there's a replacement for everything. Right now. <laughs> right. There wasn't seven years ago. No. Dia was the only cheese. It was <laughs> not good at the good. time. But And I was like, honestly, because of like the cognitive dissonance going away, animal things that come from animals aren't even a food group. In my, my brain doesn't put them as food. They're right. not food. So it's not even an option. Like totally. it doesn't, doesn't cross my mind. Right. You know? Yeah. So it doesn't. That's a good way to put it. And yeah. I just, I see them as, I, I don't see it as me. It's funny you were talking about, well, it's not funny, but you know, saying, <laughs> or I, maybe we weren't recording, you're talking about your husband and saying like, calling them dead animals. Yeah, that's what they are. And like, I remember being somewhere, I was at, it was a 4th of July party with my family and it's uh, it's at my family's um, beach house and there's like all these old people that come, like it's like all like the mm-hmm. old people. And um, one of the older ladies was like, she was like, <laughs> I don't even remember exactly what she said, but she said in a sweet little southern voice, and she's like, so now you, now you're not eating any meat today? And I was like, no, I don't eat dead animals. <laughs> she, <laughs> and she looked at me like she had never thought about mm-hmm. it before. It had never crossed her mind yeah. that that's what they are, you know? Yeah. And I love to switch it, like when people are like, you know, oh, you don't want any meat? And I'm like, no, I'm good on the dead animals. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> like... This was a big argument at Christmas Eve <laughs> like a few years ago. So I make a famous for carrots in a blanket. Which carrots in a blanket? Oh my god, they're <gasps> so good. Oh my god, I love it. They're so good. That's it tastes so like, cute. It t- like it's all my all my omnivore friends like are obsessed with them. Obsessed mm. with them. Um, and they, if I bring them to a party, they like to like be like, guess what? Guess what the guess what the hot dog is and they like make people try to guess they never get it but i brought <laughs> they them like to- marinate them and stuff mm-hmm. oh my god you boil I them the and then you marinate them okay. in like soy sauce yeah i don't even use it whatever recipe anymore yeah oh yeah you're just like <laughs> yeah and most croissants are accidentally vegan so it makes it a little bit easier but i brought them in and i my cousin walked in her son and i was like do you, do you want one of these and he was like what is it i was like don't worry about it and he was like, no, what is it? I was like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Like, I knew he, I, he's not, like, allergic to carrots or anything. Yeah. He was fine. And so he was like, fine, you take it. And then my aunt was like, that's so rude. Like, it's – and I was like, it's pigs in a blanket. And he was like, oh, okay. And she was like, that's not what it is. They're carrots in a blanket. Oh and God. I was like – she was like, you should just call things what they are. And I was like, oh, you want me to call <laughs> Yo, you want me to do it? Oh, Let's go there. Alrighty. And I was like, how's that congealed mammalian lactation uh- and crackers? <laughs> Oh, my God. And then I took a breath, and I calmed myself down. Yeah, because you could have gone off on, like, literally everything on this table. My like, mom was – I I was going to be a lawyer. Like, yeah. I I won gavels in mock trial. Like, I can build a case. Oh, yeah, girl. Don't you worry. And my – but it – oh, it feels horrible in my body. I get so I constricted. I would like, have so many diseases. Oh, oh my yeah. God. So many so diseases. Many. Yeah. And my mom just, like, eyed me – like, gave me the eyes. And I, like – so I took a deep breath, and I was like – and then 
the conversation continued on and I tried to, I did very, I was very proud of how I did this, calmly spoke to, and then at one point I was like, okay, clearly we're not going to agree on this. So let's just move on. Yeah. And she kept coming at me and I kept saying the same thing. And my mom was like, when we left, my mom was like, I'm very proud of you. And I was like, thank you. I kept trying to change the subject, which is unlike me. Uh, I know. I know. And well, I you were know, realizing you're not going to get anywhere. You had evolved, but clearly your Aunt Hatton. Sorry. Yeah, but okay. <laughs> she knows who she is. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, lo- I love her, right? Yeah. Like, I love her so much. I know that doesn't come from a place of like, hate it's no. just something is activated in the back of her brain where she, it's rubs up against her that's not me yeah and I under I know that feeling it sucks she feels like I mean I feel like these people feel as though you know their their choices are being attacked in some way yeah you know, like their life choices and yeah that's what I mean it's a good <clears throat> litmus test for who you're keeping around you yeah because when I Stop when I went vegan, when I stopped drinking, none of my people, other than being like, wow, that's really cool, I'm really proud of you, said a word. Yeah. Like they only supported me. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, and they, they still drank and they still ate right. congealed mammalian lectures. <laughs> 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 like, and they would be the first ones to be like, you want to go out for a club soda? Like, oh, I brought the guacamole because I knew you'd be able to eat oh, it. Right. Yeah. Like support is really yeah. important too. Yeah. I have felt like it's, Certain places that I go with my family or, like, certain groups of my family or whatever are do seem more supportive. And then I have others that, like, don't even try to put an effort in. And that's kind yeah. of – it's kind of dis- – I don't know. I'm not, like, saying you need to bend over backwards and have, like, an entire vegan meal or whatever. Right. But, like, just to be a little conscious about it. I mean, I try to be conscious of somebody, like – like, I had a party and, like, one of my friends uh, didn't eat mushrooms or whatever. So I, like, made sure I didn't put the mushrooms yeah. in, like, whatever dish, you know? I mean, it's just, like – I don't yeah. know. Just trying to be a little, just a little kind. <laughs> I, don't I think know. some people don't do it because it's so it's so rubbing up against them yeah. that they're like in the right and wrong of it, right? And mm-hmm. they're trying to make you wrong and show you why you're wrong. Shame and it's like you, you shame. can't you can't eat any, you know. And it's like, well, yeah. There's this quote in between between right and right doing and wrong doing. There is a field. I'll meet you there. Aw. Yeah, I have to. I, it took me a long time to be convinced of that. <laughs> I'm like, where is this field? I don't think it exists. I know. <laughs> I talk about it when I teach yoga all the time, and I used to roll my eyes at it. And it's like, yeah, really? we can come from a place. And remember, judgment's my favorite thing. So, yeah. like, I'm all about right doing and wrongdoing when I'm in reaction mm-hmm. below the line in my version of hell, like, constricted, right? That's what right doing and wrongdoing feels like. And it's like, if you can just be in a place of neutrality, mm-hmm. like, love is possible. Mm. So, like, I can love my aunt and see like what I think it is and love her because that's I, I've been there it sucks you know mm-hmm. so that's what that field's for but trust mm-hmm. me sometimes I don't know if it exists you're like I don't see it there's I don't no see the field that, how is there not right and wrong in this is something I have yelled at I my know. coach that is true though <laughs> that is true there are a lot of situations that I feel like nope there's no gray area here sorry <laughs> well it's not gray right it's just like a place of non-judgment mm-hmm you know, like it's neither. It's not even. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not it's, a color. It's a, yeah, it's just it's a, a space. It's space. It's a space. It's just space it's is what space. it is. Yeah, and it's hard to love in wrongdoing, and it's hard to love when you're making somebody wrong. And oftentimes it gets mixed up. I think that people think in telling people how wrong they are, they're showing their love. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it's like, oh, you can just love them as they are right now mm-hmm. and make whatever it is an option that they're not right or wrong for choosing just an option. Like my hot dogs in a blanket are an option. <laughs> and who knows what seeds that plant? I know. <laughs> they're really good. I yeah. want to try them. They sound amazing. I know. one day. Yeah, you could have gone off. I mean, does she even know what a hot dog is? I mean, I listen. I don't. I don't I my family. I'm just saying. <laughs> my family's Polish. We kielbasa. Ugh. And also, we're from the Northeast, so scrapple. What is, is scrapple? You know? Oh my gosh! No. This is, so it's called. The first time Keith and I moved here, we went. To, the first time I ever saw it here, I was like, "Is that scrapple, Keith?" And he was like, "Keith's my husband." And he was like, "Yeah, they just call it that here. It's called." Um, like something liver mush here. Oh, oh, gross! But it's oh, just yeah. oh, I grew I up. I grew up eating scrapple. They actually have vegan scrapple in the Northeast now. Yeah, um, it's, it's made called, with like mushrooms. Yeah, what is it called? <clears throat> um, it's called like pig liver mush, I think. I don't know. My dad likes liver. St- he's he's gone plant based now, but he he okay, talks dad. about. I know he had health issues, and then what happened? Of all the people in my entire life, he would be the last one that I would have thought. Maybe him and my other brother. I have two brothers. One of them I could see. He would be plant-based probably if – that's a long story. But um, <laughs> his wife. But uh, <laughs> um, but my dad, yeah, I know. But, yeah, but he, he'll still talk about liver things. And he's like, oh, that's so good. I do miss that. I'm like, oh, that's disgusting. It's – yeah. It's Scrapple. Not Scrabble, not to be confused Scrapple. with the game. <laughs> but it's um, we we were always told growing up, it's the the sweeping of the floor in oh. the like literally that's that is it's what is leftovers. said about it. The leftover, yeah, stuff, it's yeah. like toenail, like that's what. Oh my god! Like literally, I don't know if that's true, but that's that's what at a young age, this is what I am told it is, and we're well, that's eating like chitlins it or whatever. Every you know, like, yeah. people eat the stuff that's just like leftovers. Yeah, from- I mean, for a while, my guess is that it had to do with survival, and then it became like a. Well, yeah, it was like using the whole yeah. animal. And, you know, there's still a movement of that, just like yeah. this, you know, like the paleo people. It's yeah. like the same idea, like oh, look at us, we are being so wonderful because yeah. we're using the whole animal. But it's like there's so much more protein sources accessible now yeah. that and I do you know like some people that is the only way they survive they hunt for their totally food. I'm not gonna go yeah. to the Inuits or you yeah. know to a tribe in Africa and be like you need to eat yeah. more peas <laughs> <laughs> tofu <laughs> you ever heard of tempeh <laughs> it's really good sauteed and some tamari you know <laughs> No, of course not. Yeah. And no, but most people who are promoting this are not saying that. You know, I mean, yeah. that's, that, and that's funny, though, that a lot of times people's argument will go there. It's like, well, what about the Eskimos? And I'm like, um, we're not talking to them. We're talking yeah. about people who live in a world. You know, are you in Yeah. Are you, are you just visiting? visiting? I'm sorry. I didn't realize. Uh, <laughs> is that seal that you have on? I mean, no. Like, come on. That's not the issue. It's funny, though. People are so funny. I know. People are funny. And our brains are wild. Like, our brains are so smart and also so freaking dumb. So primitive. Are you kidding me? No, we haven't really changed that much. I feel like we've changed, like, what we wear. You know, like, like, how we transport ourselves and things like that. But not much has changed. Yeah. I mean, our brains take a while. They take a (laughs) long time. Clearly. (laughs) Clearly, it's slow moving. Yeah. Well, it happens. One day. Humans are going to human. That's what I always say. What do you say? Humans are going to human. Humans are going to human. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. It's fun. It is fun. I'm telling you, that field, when humans are humaning, that field actually gets quite... um, Crowded. The field (laughs) in between right doing and wrong doing. Yeah. 
I've experienced it now as as quite humorous. <laughs> really? Like I can find humor where I would have normally found wrongdoing. Mm. Right? Cuz and I I'm trying to be like that. Yeah. My husband has a harder time. time. My husband I have a better time at it. Like driving around, but they're the worst drivers in this darn town. And People I just, say that in every town. <laughs> I swear they're worse here. They are worse here. Well, apparently they're so bad that like insurance actually is charged more here. Really? That's how bad it is. I didn't know so that. So there actually are there actually are more accidents here like per capita, I think, oh. than like some other places in North Carolina. Supposedly, that's what I heard. Um but yeah, I try to just laugh at these people like as long as you're not killing somebody. Yet. Yeah. But that's the scary part though. If you're like driving around like an idiot and then you yeah. run a lot of red lights. Well, there's the non-emergency number you can call. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I've done it before. Yeah. I mean, there's Erratic there's been times where I was like this person is going to kill someone. I got hit by a drunk driver at four o'clock in the afternoon one day. What? Yeah. Here? Yeah. Well, typical Wilmington. I know. <laughs> I was like talking about funny. a drinking town. Jeez. Yeah, it really is. She it's hit a- she hit five cars that day. Oh my god. Going around that they can they can like basically pinpoint her entire route because of the calls. Oh. And my the gosh. fact that she didn't kill anybody was was a miracle. She was like dry I like I <laughs> I like she sideswiped me and I was like, oh, hell no. And I like floored it and like chased her down. I'm on ni- on the phone with 911. At first I thought she was because I'd seen her before she hit me and I yeah. thought she was having a seizure or something. Like my mind went there. It yeah. didn't go like to like that she was drunk. I was like, there might Poor be like a, a like a medical emergency. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then she I was sitting in an intersection and she hit me and I like floored it and chased her and called 911. It was like on the phone. I have never been like my heart was about to pop out of my chest. Like yeah. I've never the adrenaline was just nuts. Mm-hmm. It was totally nuts. And so I'm on the phone. I would love to hear that call. I'm on 911. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. She just hit a car. Oh, my God. She's on the sidewalk. Oh, and she just hit a sign. Oh, she hit. I was like losing it. Yeah. Oh my she hit a car that there were some people in it. And eventually she hit. She was like on what is that Wooster? I can't. I can never remember which one goes. And which. Dawson, yeah. One of Anyways, um, going to, towards the bridge from from like my house basically. So okay. that yeah, and uh, and she hit like a retaining wall, and like her axle was just like her tires were falling off, and it was nuts. She had to have been really, really drunk. Really drunk. I think she was on other stuff. Like, yeah. Because I saw her, like, stumbling out, and yeah. I was like, that's not just drunk. Yeah, to not even know that you're doing yeah. that. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Oof. I know. Anyway, so hopefully, the driver's here. Hopefully that was the... That was a side story, but... Hopefully that was a changing <clears throat> point of her life. Let's hope so. Yeah. But poor... Uh, I don't know. What happens after that? You go to jail, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel bad for her. I mean, I'm like, well, my thought, my, my, and this is totally from a place of love is like, I just feel bad for Like what has happened in your life to get to that point? Yeah, you know? Yeah. Like what kind of sad things happened that you yeah. were that wasted on, on, on a Saturday or Saturday? Yeah. It was a Saturday at four o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know. Well, that being said, there's a very big sober curious Oh yes, pop community here too. Yeah, which is great. No, I love it so yeah. much. It's awesome. Yeah. So when you became sober, it was just kind of like a. I gave myself a year. Yeah. So I we my husband and I moved here. I went plant based all within like a year and a half. Wow, a lot of big I, big change. <laughs> six months after we moved here, I went to the jungles of Panama and got my yoga teacher training. What? Yeah, that's where you did it in Panama. Oh yeah, God, it was oh my amazing. God. Um, wow. and then I was like. 
I've made all these big changes and the thing that is hurting me the most is drinking. Like I I was getting hangovers after like two glasses of wine. Like it was so rough and I was becoming aware of my emotional body because of the self-inquiry work I was doing, which I didn't even know was a thing you could do until I right? yeah. figured out, well, really it was coaching volleyball, but, um, and so I was like, I've made all of these changes. Why would I not stop doing this thing that is hindering me from getting to my goals? Like even just, it's not like I was drinking a lot, but like, and so I was like, what if I just give it up for a year? And I emailed my friend, Brittany, who I was, went to Panama with, I was in Panama and we're actually going to Peru in April together. I'm oh, so excited. Yeah. Fun. Live Alive Adventures, which is friends from that. But anyway, um, so, and she had, she hadn't drank for like a year and a half at that point. I think she was like 25. Yeah. Um, and I was like, Hey, I'm thinking about this. And she just said like, it's the best decision I ever made. You're going to find people and you're going to like develop deeper and more authentic like relationships than you ever thought possible. Like, I know you, you're going to have, you're going to be fine. You're going to have fun. Like, trust me. And I was like, that's all I really needed to hear. Oh yeah. And so yeah. then after a year I got drunk that one time, like we talked yeah. about, I'm glad I did. I had a really bad hangover. It was horrible. Super wasted. Oh, and then, <laughs> and then I haven't drank since then. Woo! Yeah. You haven't had a single drink since then. No, that's not true. I had one ounce of wine with my brand my brand creator we went to wendy's house which is like this cute little wine place oh i've been wanting to go there. don't they have a cheese board like a vegan cheese board uh-huh yeah yeah and so i was like i i would like a taste of red wine yeah white wine still makes my stomach tur- i can't even think of like pinot that. grigio it literally makes me want to i drank too much of it and so <laughs> and so i was like i would really like a taste of it and she the woman was like well you can buy it by one ounce and i was like well Oh, that's perfect. That's insane. I'll get that's one cool. ounce of yeah. red wine, and I had it with my cheese, yeah. and it took me an hour and a half to drink. My husband was like, he was like, how do, how do, can you even do that? A little drip every, just like. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I was having great, co- we were in great conversation. We were, like, in creative space. So it was great. So, yeah, I've had, like, a sip. It feels great, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't miss it at all. No, me neither. Mm-hmm. It's it's again it like went up it rubbed up against my values and I was feeling a lot of ways about it Mm -hmm. and I also thought that I had a friend who didn't drink and I bartended with her and I always thought like how does she do it like that is hard yeah it's like and I she was fun and I loved her yeah and I was just like but I don't think I would be like I feel like it wouldn't be as fun like life wouldn't be as fun without alcohol yeah well, well I think and in that environment too, that's hard. In my mind, it sounds like it would be harder to be a bartender or something. Yeah, and I was be around a, it. You I know? was a server at Front Street Brewery when I quit. Wow! And I told everybody. Yeah. And they just supported the living daylights out of me. Oh. And and like they would be like, we would do beer tastings in the morning at pre shift, and they'd be like, "Do you want to smell mine? Here's some tasting notes." And we would talk. And like they were so happy to like invite me out to for a club soda and they'd be like I'll buy your club soda like that's yeah. the power of a supportive community, community. like back I to the community. Yeah. they are the re- like people like them like that community is one of the main reasons I think it was so easy for me yeah because they never said shit about it right. other than like hell yeah At one point my friend she doesn't even remember this Heather <laughs> we were like getting ready for a private event and we were rolling silverware and she looked up it was July of the year I gave it up and she was like I'm so proud of you and I was like thank you for Aww. what because it just came out of nowhere yeah. and she was like you said you were gonna quit drinking and you've done it wow and like that she said she has no recollection of this conversation by oh. the way I've asked her it made such a marked difference in my experience 
giving up alcohol that like it's it reminds me all the time that like you say things that you might not remember that affect people right yeah you know yeah so yeah so yeah interesting that she yeah that she never remembers it but it it obviously made a huge huge impact on you yeah Yeah. it's like the people like the people it was clear that was a good decision for me right yeah like it was clear a lot of times people I mean especially with alcohol I mean that is not one that's I feel like it's becoming more common but it's not something that people yeah give up as much you know like it is so central to our Mm -hmm. freaking culture all cultures around Mm -hmm. the whole world you know I did a post the other day and I was like isn't it strange how humans celebrate with poison like and it is in like Mm -hmm. all cultures it's like and you always have a reason. People always find a reason to yeah. do it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's a Friday. Oh, like, you know, and, uh, during the whole COVID thing, there was like this whole movement of like, oh, it's five o'clock somewhere, you know, and, like all these moms posting about drinking all the time. I'm yeah. like, this is good. I don't know. Yeah. I so. It's it's a good numbing mechanism. Yeah. No, but then that's the thing. It's like, do you really want to numb your life like that? Like, why? Some people do. If, but, but shouldn't you maybe <laughs> want to reevaluate your life then if you're like trying to numb it constantly, right? Yeah. If like you're so miserable with your kids or your life or your job that you have to do that, that you feel that's, yeah. you know, and there's obviously other ways to, I mean, this is why a lot of people, um, get into yoga and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's because I, I had a, a girl on my podcast a long time ago that, she had been an alcoholic mm-hmm. and she found yoga and that was like her new, mm-hmm. it was like her new thing to be addicted to, yeah. which was like, that's her personality too, is to like find something, I yeah. guess, you know, and it worked. So community, I mean, is it community, and it right? Is, and then Some building that community go, around that. Yeah. Someplace to go that's always there, yeah. that you know what you're going to get, that yeah. like, right? Like as a coach, listen, like the last thing people want to do is have to change. It's the last thing people want to do. I did a a group coaching program around money, which I loved and was amazing. And I had two people sign up for it. And I was like, just so you guys know, people don't want to transform. They sure as hell don't want to talk about money and transform. Like the amount of courage it took for those two women to to say like, yep, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Is insane. Wow. Yeah. And... On the outcome, like one of them just came up to me and was like, oh my gosh, like everything has gotten better because it's all mindfulness. Money is just another thing for other things, but yeah, right, yeah. like it's all mindfulness. People don't want to transform. People don't want to change. Mm. Our brain wants us, to, our brain wants us to be as it's efficient as possible. And it's comfortable to be, yeah. yeah. If you change, then you have to be, go back, goes back to being vulnerable and then uh-huh. you have to be vulnerable for a little yeah. while. That's feel good. Especially if people are in a space of like, um fight, fight, flee, freeze, or fawn, which mm-hmm. so many of us are, mm-hmm. right? First, you have to take care of that. And then, but instead of taking care of it, which is hard, it takes a lot of mindfulness, mm-hmm. right? Right, Like self-regulation is, whoo, and it's like a constant, it's yoga, right? Yeah. Um, and so first you have to get out of that in order to get into a place where you can say yes to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's why therapy is great. Therapy is great. Yeah. Everybody needs therapy. Yeah. I did EMDR with my therapist. Ooh. It was cool. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've been wanting to do that. Yeah. It was really neat. There's, like, all kinds of different um, – I've been wanting to do, like, hypnosis or something. But I, yeah. I don't think I can be hypnotized. I tried I tried it, like, one time, and I think I'm, like, too much of a freaking control freak. And I, like, couldn't get in it. I know. Terrible. It's manipulation. I know. I know it is <laughs> manipulative. You're a manipulative girl, aren't you? I'm just teasing. Right? No, it's true. I mean, I, I, I just maybe this was a while ago, so maybe yeah. I do better now. But I have a hard time. 
yeah that's just it's like a human thing yeah very but human. some people can easily go under you know and they're like totally hypnotized and yeah like, you know that sounds so fun i want to do a past life regressionist Yes. yes yeah that'd be fun that's hypnotism too i had some i saw this lady in vancouver um this is a while ago it was like an ayurvedic reading or whatever and she did kind of do past life stuff and i mean she did have she like confirmed what i've what like we jokingly say that i was a witch and i was burned at the stake because i have so many opinions and like <laughs> and it. that i'm like outspoken um and she said that she said that like that was one of her things it's that i had been a witch and that i had been burned or that my entrails had been taken out oh my gosh no. i don't know if it was true or not i'd like to have another one done and see if they say like the same thing you know well it could be from different lives true true she only said that one i think um but yeah Hmm. Is there anybody in town who does that? Somebody, um, my one friend, Laurie, I'll connect you with her. Anytime I need anything like that, I'm just like, Laurie, who you got for me? Because she's the she best refer. Is. But she did have somebody last time I asked her. I'll, oh, yeah. I'll ask her again. I'd be interested. Yeah. I trust anybody she goes to. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> she's bomb. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, but okay. So reincarnation is one of the things that makes it easier for me to go into the field between right doing and wrong doing mm. because I'm like oh they're just like in a different part of their journey right. to enlightenment True. makes it so much easier for me yeah. I'm like, to visualize them as that yeah. like well you'll just be back here doing the same thing but yeah. maybe you'll learn next time <laughs> yeah like maybe it'll take a few more lives that's fine like yeah. that's just what we're doing you know? know like what else is there well, until no. we poof be gone I know that stresses me out a little bit though <clears throat> uh, what enlightenment or oh, reincarnation I don't know I mean, you know, I've, I've studied a lot of different religions yeah. and stuff like that. And then that one, you know, and, and yoga talks about that. And um, I don't know. It just kind of stresses me out. Just like thinking like, oh, dang it. What if I don't want to come back? You know what I mean? Like, well, I mean, like in, in reincarnation, this is this is hell. Right? Like we're in, like being well, born into a body. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to come back. Hell. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to have to go back. Girl, do the work. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're doing it. I'm trying. I'm being being in step one. <laughs> I'm just that is I, I do kind of believe that. I'm like, oh, cool. I learned this in this life. Yeah. So hopefully, I'll be just born vegan next one because that would be nice. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to go through this again and, like, this whole process. Of yeah, <laughs> I like thinking about it. My, my, one of my best friends from college, her son, he's five now. But, like, the kid has been – I walked in one day to her house, and he was like, do you want to watch Stevie Nicks? And I was like, <laughs> He was three. And he was like, this is my favorite song. It was Edge of Seventeen. She, he's like, she's live in Chicago. And I was like, what? what? And he stood in front of the TV, and the boy danced. Like he, it's just in him. Wow. It's just in him, right? Wow. Like t my best friend is not a dancer, right? Like yeah. it's just a part of, and I'm like, my God, he had to have been doing some cool ass shit. In his <laughs> time to be right. Here, right. Dancing. Yeah. He's taking hip hop. He's like, oh my gosh. I showed him Beyonce. Like, yeah. Cool kid. Yeah. 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 I wasn't like that. So there's fun my stuff. My Little Ponies. <laughs> That's where yeah, I was. Yeah. I think I did like Barbies a lot. I was in My Little Pony Girl or. I don't know, just stuffed animals and yeah, yeah. I got a dog called Starla. It's like the only Christmas present Starla. I really remember. I don't even think that was her name because I've actually tried to look yeah. her up to buy one. But she had like a pink heart at like right oh. at, at like empire waist, and then she had a tiara, and inside the tiara was like um, it lit up and went on the ceiling. Ooh, and it was like, oh, I know what you're talking heart. about. Yeah, do yeah. You know? And she had white um, like iridescent lamé dress. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like, what was 
was she called? I don't know if that was it. Yeah, it was like, it's it's like Star Bright or something. It's mm-hmm. not that. It's something like that. But I always called her Starla. Maybe I named her that. Maybe you named her that. Oh, that's a nice yeah. name. Well, this isn't so fun. Yeah, totally. And we get to I end mean, we on could just Christmas. Keep talking probably, I know. But, um, Our husbands thought so too. I know. <laughs> like, I know. Keith was like, at one point, we were like, "Oh my gosh, really?" That's what he said. <laughs> like, when we said like another thing that we're like, "Oh, uh-huh. oh my god, me too." And he was like, Derek and I just like looked at each no other. No way. Like, oh my god, that's so funny. They were walking behind us. Yeah. That, oh my god, yeah. that's funny. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. That's what I tell him every day. You're so lucky. He is. <laughs> They are. They, they are. are and so are we. Oh, yeah. That's true. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for having yes. me. Yes. Just so everybody knows, her house is absolutely insanely adorable. Oh Just God, so everybody you. knows. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm here a lot, so I, <laughs> I'm yeah. glad that it's. It uh, looks like it's a Pinterest situation. Like, oh it's got to be somewhere on Pinterest, like every room. Anyway, just thought everybody, I wanted every behind the scenes, behind the scenes, in the house, in the house, fire. Oh my God. We'll have to go out to the art studio too. Cause I sometimes do the podcast out there, but I don't know. Since I got the kitchen redone, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It's just cozier in here with the yeah. tea and I like it in here. Thanks girl. <laughs> well, tell everybody how they can find you and any important information you have going on. Yeah. Um, so I just launched something called thrive and shine it's a community-based um mailer like monthly like in your real life mailbox love it um with tools and fun and really just sparking delight and joyful intention like how much like how much delight I realized that I was missing a lot of delight in my life and I was like oh I know what to do um and really a, a place to explore deeper connections to yourself and to community around you my big vision for it is that there will be somebody from Thrive and Shine within an hour of you wherever you are, except for the yeah. Midwest, maybe. You guys get pretty spaced out there. <laughs> but no, 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 there too. Um, and just giving a space to, for people to little by little just start bringing in more, more intention, more joy, more love, more connection, right, and less of the needing to numb. It, it happens little by little. Big sexy transformation is not real. Uh, <laughs> no. And so it's like one mailer at a time, right? Yeah. Um, and you'll never know what the, what's going to be or what like the theme is. I love a theme. <clears throat> and so I'm doing that. And there's monthly meetups um, on Zoom right now. I'll probably start some in w- person in Wilmington soon. Nice. And maybe in Delaware quarterly. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. So you can find that uh, at Thrive and Shine Community on Instagram and then it's on Patreon if you look through Thrive and Shine Thrive Ampersand Shine it should pop up and it's a $15 monthly investment so I want it to make it as easy as possible and as accessible as possible for people to say yes to themselves and a little more joy in their life beautiful a little out of time yeah beautiful and if you are interested in coaching money coaching too it's my favorite um, you can email me at lauren at powerhouse.copy powerhousehappy.com I love that getting too far ahead of ourselves Happy is so cute yeah cool fun thank you so much thank you it's been so fun fun. I'm so glad I got to see your house (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that episode Lauren is super fun obviously and I just love chatting with her and her energy is infectious so 
Be sure to follow her along on Instagram and check out her website. I will put all of the information in the show notes. And until next time, my lovely friend, peace and plants. Thank you.